a look behind closed doors, an ear for disregarded topics, a voice for the quiet ones. Up next on Ara City Radio, Francisca explores local matters. On Local Matters this week, we talk about masculinity and the implications of masculine norms for mental health and also for society. My guest for this interview today is Daniela Cabete, a psychologist for the service Riecht Raus by the Red Cross. Hello, Daniela. Hello, good morning. Good morning. So Riecht Raus is a service where perpetrators of domestic violence get therapy, basically. So instead of focusing on the victims, which is done elsewhere, of course, the idea here is to attack the problem at the root and to change the behavior of perpetrators so that they won't use violence again. Daniela, criminal statistics all over the world show that men are more inclined to use violence against their partner, but also against their children than women. How does that reflect in your sessions? Do you see women at all or is it mainly men? We also see women. The percentage is 90% of men, 10% of women. I think there are many reasons for that. One of them is that men tend to think that a violent woman, it's not as bad as a violent man because women are not that strong physically. This doesn't mean that women are not violent. We do believe a lot more women are violent than those that come at Riechteraus. So I think it's important to have that in mind and to be open to that reality as well. And uh, I think we need to encourage men also to say that they are victims. We need to take them seriously. And I think it's, it's really a big societal issue. Yeah, like violence in society is often more attributed to men as well. Yes, because it's. I think it's. It begins with with the education as well. You know, the fact that we do think men are strong and with the testosterone, like men are more inclined to violence, and then there's the education of boys. That still is a problem. You know, I think we still tell little boys you need to be strong. You cannot be sad. You cannot be fearful, you know, and on the other hand, women can be that, but women shouldn't show anger. So there are a lot of stereotypes still, you know, and sometimes I think talking shortly about women, women repress that anger as well, and then they, they can be violent. And for men, sometimes it's more repressing feelings that they think they cannot have, you know, like they, they cannot fear, they cannot be sad. So There's all the education and the, 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 the role models that still need to, to be um, looked upon and, and worked on. Obviously, it's not possible to trace violent behavior back to one simple reason for everyone. It's not that easy. Um, but do you see that this relation exists between these masculine norms and the suppressing of emotions and domestic violence? Yes, absolutely. You, you get violent when you don't know what else to do. And that's a reality for both men and women. But I think that somehow the pressure for men is bigger because men think that they have to do it, you know. They have to succeed and, and they have to take it all. And I think, well, that's what I see also with my clients, that they take a lot on themselves. And 
there has to be a limit somewhere. And then when, when they finally, when it's overwhelming, when all those emotions are overwhelming, then they explode. And unfortunately, men are more in action. So sometimes maybe that's also why they, they will be more easily physically violent, although I cannot say this 100% because every individual is different, but it's a matter of taking action. So it's the worst one in this uh, situation. But I think sometimes men are overwhelmed with words and they tend to react physically. So that means that they don't find the right words and no other means of expression. Yes, sometimes uh, that's the, the case. And then the problem is if you don't pay attention to how you are feeling or how you have been feeling for a couple of days or weeks, when finally there's that overwhelming feeling, then you cannot control it anymore. You know, the emotion just takes hold of you and you just have to take the pressure out. And then when you, when you are in that moment, it's difficult, way more difficult to use words because you cannot contain or express what you're feeling so easily with words. In the past years and decades, the traditional gender roles have already shifted a bit. It's not this traditional static setting anymore. And women as well take more responsibility for um, earning money or for keeping the family safe and all these things. Um, do you see that there have been changes in the way that men perceive their role and their responsibilities? Yes, and at the same time, I think that we have been doing so much for women. And um, I think we need to focus on men now, you know, because the role of women has evolved so much, but we still educate sometimes boys with traditional roles. And there is just that huge gap. That's my personal opinion. Um, there's a huge gap between women and men, and I feel that we don't understand each other anymore sometimes, you know, because we need to help men or boys in this case, and still men, to redefine themselves, you know. Yes, they need to evolve as well. And I think it's time we focus on men. That's quite provocative. I know. <laughs> But it's my, it's my personal opinion and my honest opinion, really. I guess that... Um in the end, if well, it's basically the core of your work. You work with the men to protect the women, however. So basically, if you start working by educating boys, it's good for everyone and not only for them. Absolutely. That, that's my point. I think we need to understand that men need to engage for women's cause and women need to engage for men's cause. And it's, in my opinion, the only way to really have more harmonious relationships, you know, more understanding relationships. So when I say we need to focus on men, I'm not saying we're done with women. I think that still needs to go on, but we really need to, to find a way to, to, I think, basically be happier together. And as you said, it's, it's, uh, We, we we have to um, kind of work together, you know. Yes, 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 I do understand your point, especially if you are in a relationship where women have been raised to be emancipated and to be autonomous, but men have been raised to protect the women and to have the responsibility, basically. It's a clash. It's a clash, and it, it's really like we don't talk the same language anymore. And for years I said... 
the main thing in a relationship is communication. Today, I think it's not the main thing. It's one of them. The main thing is it's the understanding, you know, the effort to understand and to just, okay, he or she thinks like that. This is my opinion. Let's talk about it. You know, how can we redefine also our roles when we are in a relationship or how can we define the dynamic of our couple? And it's a win-win situation, actually, if both of us do the effort. What role do these reflections play in your work? Because this is obviously a bit more your personal point of view as Absolutely. well. I think in my work, what is very interesting is talking about me just since I do this work, the way I see men has changed a lot because I work mainly with men. It's a fact. And the fact that I as a woman work with them gives them also an opportunity to experience a different relationship with a woman, you know, like it is possible, you know, to have an understanding, respectful relationship. And I think it's a great opportunity for them as well to know, okay, I can talk about my feelings with a woman and I'm not less a man in, in the opposite. I think women wish that uh, sometimes, not all, but a lot of women wish that men talk more about their feelings and to be more authentic. So it's, it's kind of interesting because often people think that the fact that I'm a woman and I'm working with perpetrators, male perpetrators, how does that work? And it really works beautifully. I mean, most of our team is women and our clients, they come and they work on themselves and they, they improve their relationships. And some, some end up separating themselves because they really think, okay, this is not this is not the best for me. So uh, it's, it's a win-win also in this situation. So you work basically on the relationship in these therapy sessions or is it, well, how do you work towards that men don't use violence anymore, that they change their behavior, maybe also question these reflexes? Well, just violence is never reflex. It's really a choice. So that's a very important point because people often say that, oh, it was a reflex. No, it, it really is a choice that you have to take responsibility for. We, we don't focus on the relationship. We focus on the person sitting in front of us. You know, it always starts with yourself, no matter who is there, no matter what the situation is, no matter the person in front of you. It's really about you and how you how you take your, your feelings, how you are aware of them, how you communicate your feelings and how you react in a conflict or in a crisis situation. So we really focus on the person. The relationship is the place where the violence is going to happen, but it's always a personal matter, you know, like we don't we don't do couple sessions either. We have never uh, contact with a victim. We only work with a perpetrator and He or she is the one who has to change his behavior. And that's very important. It's never the victim's fault. It's always the perpetrator that has to take responsibility. So what we do is we, we, we accompany them in their how they think, how they react, you know, with what they tell us. Sometimes I have clients who say, yes, I'm so angry. And I'm sitting there and I'm like, but I don't feel anger, you know. And I tell him that. I say, I don't feel anger because I'm just a mirror of what he's feeling. So sometimes he says he's angry, but I feel sadness. And then I'm going to say, could you be sad maybe? And that's how we work, you know. For It's like they learn 
to feel, to identify and to communicate. And uh, then when they, when they are in their everyday life, it's, it's like a lifelong learning. That's what we always say. This is work, you know. It's really being aware, being conscious. How am I feeling? What have I been through? Uh, what have I said? Have I agreed to something but I didn't want to do it actually? So that's actually what we do. Thank you, Daniela. Thank you. Do you want to add anything what you consider important, what we haven't yet focused on? No, just maybe to say that everybody can uh, call us. Uh, please feel free, men, women, if you feel that you are about to get physically violent um, because uh, psychologically we have all already screamed and that's not okay and that's also violent violence. So if you are afraid to be physically violent or if you have been violent, please Call us. We are there to help you without any judgment. We judge the violence, but never the person. So we will put the link to your service as well on the website alongside with the podcast of this episode. So this was our second episode of this week's Local Matters on men's emotions, so men's tears, with Daniela Cabete in our interview. Daniela is a psychologist with the service Richt Raus of the Red Cross. That was Local Matters with Francisca Peschel every Tuesday to Thursday at 9.40 on RCT Radio, 102.9, 105.2, 87.8 and in our podcast on rscityradio.com.